0: that
4: could make a Wolverine purr on
1: VSN, the Sports Betting Network. It's hour number two of the Greg Peterson experience on v the Sports Betting Network, and we've got a tremendous hour coming up for you as we're going to be having a little bit of college basketball in this segment, and then we get one of the two Kramers that are going to be coming aboard. Ryan Kramer, who does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at all things Super Bowl with him in about 15 minutes. And then in hour number three, we get Mackenzie Kramer of ESPN aboard. So like we were saying, it's Kramer versus Kramer. I was thinking Kramer squared as well. You can insert your line here. But the next two hours, we're going to be joined by a guest with the last name Kramer. And I would not have it any other way, even though my last name is Peterson. Unfortunately, I was not born a Kramer, but what I was born was to take a look at college basketball like a total schmuck because I absolutely love this stuff. So, we're going to be doing that right about now. But first things first, got to give a little bit of a shout out to everyone behind the scenes that does absolutely amazing work here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I know that, that this show is now on Sports SportsMap Radio. So, if you're listening on Sports SportsMap Radio, we welcome you aboard. Hopefully, you're enjoying everything that you've been hearing on VESA in the last few weeks and the Greg Peterson Experience. And it is our audio engineer, Taylor. That gets everything set up on that front. My wonderful producer, Jason, is a man that is responsible for getting Kramer squared aboard. He does great work booking all these guests and keeping me in line, which that is never an easy task, and yet he's able to tackle it all so well. If you're watching on Visa.com, YouTube TV, what have you, you've got all the graphics up on the screen, and you're able to see my face. I'm not going to say anything beautiful or anything, but you're able to see my face. And that is courtesy of our good friend Dakota and every single hour that we do here on VEASAN, whether that be this show, the Greg Peterson Experience, Follow the Money, and Numbers Game. You're able to go down the list. That is all available on VEASAN.com slash podcast or the VEASAN Bets Bets feed, wherever you podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Play. list goes on and on, and Sean is the man that is in charge of that. So a big thanks to all that they do for this show, and let's try to... Find ourselves a winner here on this College Basketball Wednesday. Took the under Texas A&M versus Auburn. And unfortunately, Auburn decided to make threes. Something they haven't done all year long. That was a little bit of a calamity. So we're going to gear away from the totals as if you've been taking a look at college basketball over the last 30 days, overs are hitting at a 54% clip. If you're thinking this is normal, I'm here to tell you this is not normal. This is not normal at all. It has been very insane what we have been seeing in terms of college basketball totals with so many of them going over. So, I think that we're going to be getting a lot of value moving forward in terms of these unders, especially when we get more betters aboard after the Super Bowl and realize, oh, college basketball is currently going on. And that is going to be a lot of fun. But as I said, it's going to be a lot of fun taking a look at this game. Myself and Eli talked about this game briefly in hour number one. So, now we're going to give you a bit more of a deep dive. 7:33, 7:34 on the betting board. It is Alabama, and they are going to be playing us, in Florida. Florida opened up a nine and a half point underdog. Surprisingly, this has been bet down to nine pretty much across the board. Total on this game is anywhere between 147.5. I'm seeing as high as a 149.5 as well. So we've been seeing quite a bit of movement on this game. My write-up is going to be on Florida in this spot. I did set them as an eight point underdog. Liked it a little bit more at a nine and a half, but still at nine, still a take for me on Florida. Even if this gets down to an eight and a half, I still see a little bit of value there. And I think the big thing for me is that I think that Colin Castleton is going to be the best player out there on the floor. And I know that Brandon Miller has been tremendous for Alabama, averaging 18.5 points. She's 40 plus percent from three point range. But for Colin Castleton, all season long, he has been one of the most dominant low post players in all of college basketball. He is fourth in the country among qualifying D1 players in terms of blocks per game. And in the calendar year of 2023, he has been tremendous with 16.3 points, 7.8 rebounds, and 3.7 blocks per game. So he has been able to do an amazing job on that front. And it's an Alabama team that they are probably going to be gearing away from that a little bit as Alabama, their team that they like to vomit from three-point range. Alabama, in terms of percentage of shots, Taken from three point range, they're 11th in the country. They take 47.6% of their shots from three point range. They have to go up against a Florida team that, because you've got Colin Castleton doing so much down low, that means that it makes the job for guards very easy. They're able to do a good job of being able to guard the perimeter, and as a result, Florida, they are a top 25 team in the country in terms of opponents' three point shooting percentage, as opponents are shooting in a road slash neutral court environment on them, right around 29.7% from three. That is 23rd officially in all of college basketball. Now, Alabama, they themselves do a very solid job of being locked down from the three-point arc, as well as opponents are shooting just 26.1% from three on them all season long. That is a top-five mark in all of college basketball. And Florida has had a little bit of a tough time being able to put the skin in the basket from distance. They are shooting about 32% from three-point range. But on top of Colin Castleton, Kawasi Reeves has been able to do a solid job, along with Will Richard. They combine for 19 points per game. Will Richard, really your main three-point shooter for Florida. And then you do have Noah Clowney, along with Brandon Miller, who have be able to combine for about 16 and a half rebounds per game. It's a little bit of a by-committee sort of facilitation that Alabama has, as you've been able to have, really, Javon Quinterly come back from injury, and he hasn't been too much of a scorer. He's down with his scoring to about, about 7 or so points per game, but he's done a nice job. I'll be able to dish out about three assists per game. And then Jada Bradley has been able to do a good job of also being able to give this team about three assists per game as well. Florida is a little bit of the deeper team, or Alabama, I should say, is a little bit of the deeper team, especially with having someone like a Mark Spears, or Mike Mark Sears, I should say, be able to give you 13 and half points per game. But Florida's a bunch that is right now playing some tremendous defense, 18th in the country, turns points a lot on a per possession basis, and they travel well. In a road slash court environment, they rank at the top down with this regard. I do think that they're going to do a nice job of locking down Alabama from beyond the arc. And that's when Alabama can get a little bit out of sorts. So I'm going to be taking the 9 with my DK Nation right up in this one. And I do think that there's also a little bit of value on the under. I did set my total more in that neighborhood of about a 144 slash 144 and a or a 147 half. So Looking at this total under, we've got a 149 and a half that has popped up onto the board. So I do think that there's a little bit of value on this under. Am I right up? That is going to be on Florida being able to get the nine points that we are currently seeing. This is a game that I find to be very fascinating, involving a team that they've not covered a lot. I know that I mentioned that we are out there on SportsFan Radio, and I know that one of the Affiliates is the first radio station that I ever interned at. 95.3, the score out there in Appleton, Wisconsin. You might want to shield your ears if you're listening in that market. 727, 728 on the betting board. Wisconsin hits a road face off against Penn State. Penn State is four and a half point favorite. Your total on this game is 126.5. Hide the children for these Wisconsin games because they have not been good. They are one in eleven in their last twelve games against the spread, and I don't think that it's going to be getting any better in this game. The last time these two teams played. Wisconsin won the game by three, they were laying three and a half, and a lot of these Wisconsin games have sort of been that, where they're sort of like a favorite of four points, they win by three, they're an underdog of four points, they lose by five, six, what have you, but this Wisconsin team is like your buddy at the bar, they cannot close out a spread to save their lives, and this is, in my opinion, Wisconsin team that is going to be had here by Penn State. Penn State is in a revenge spot. Wisconsin has not been able to do a good job on the road. And it involves a pair of teams that are really good at not turning the ball over. Neither of these teams turns ball over nine times per game. So you know that both of these teams are going to be able to take care of it. We saw that the first time around. And I think that Jalen Pickett is going to be the best player out there on the floor. He's an All-American candidate, in my opinion. You take a look at him and... He's been able to give you 16 points, 7.5 rebounds, 7 assists while shooting in the mid-30s from 3-point range. And then he's backed up by the Funky bunch As you've got Andrew Funk, who's able to shoot about 40.5% from 3-point range. Miles Dred shoots it well from 3-point range as well. These two guys have really been able to come to the forefront for them. Seth Lundy is able to give you 6 rebounds, 12.5 points, shooting over 40% from 3. Penn State's defense has left a little bit of something to be desired because they really don't have a ton down low, but with Tyler Wall, this guy's come back from injury, and he has been nowhere near the player that he was before. Five rebounds or fewer in each out of the last five games. It's Not been great there. He and Steven Krull do a solid job of being able man things down low, but I have to wonder if Tyler Wall is still being affected by that injury, because his rebounding has fallen completely off a cliff. It's not necessarily what you need going against the Penn State team that, that is their main kryptonite, and for Penn State, they've been significantly better at home than they have been on the road. I think they are able to say this. we darn near every single team out there in the Big Ten, but 12.8 points fewer per one in possessions is what Penn State is giving up at home rather than on a roadside shooting court environment. Meanwhile, for Wisconsin, and the defense has honestly been there. In the last three games, they're giving up about 3.5 points fewer per one arm possessions than they are overall for the season as they rank right around 75th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. They just can't score to save their lives. I recognize that Chucky Eppern shoots over 40% for three is a double figure score. Every single time I watch Chucky Eppern. he just doesn't look like a very good college basketball player. I wish I could put it any other way, but it's very, very befuddling. And for this Wisconsin Badgers team, last time they were able to break the 65 point plateau. And yeah, 65 points, not necessarily a ton have to go all the way back to when they hit the road and face off against Illinois on January 7th. And they scored a good hearty 69 points in that game. This Wisconsin team has been absolutely terrible at putting the ball in the basket. When they knocked off Penn State the first time around, that was a 63 to 60 sizzler. I think that you get something very similar here in terms of total, but I do think that Penn State gonna be able to flip the script. I did set Penn State as five and a half point favorite. I'm gonna be willing to lay up to five with them set my total at 124 and a half i think you're in for another sad and pathetic wisconsin game i'm looking at the under and i'm willing to lay it with Ben state and coming in next we go from college basketball to the super Bowl, as we're going to be joined by ryan kramer who does great work at the sports gambling podcast network next here on the greg peterson experience on visa the sports bank network. The big game meets some big plans for VEASAN. VEASAN is in the middle of all the action, broadcasting live from Radio Row in Phoenix this week with athlete and celebrity interviews. Our experts are breaking on the big game, so you won't want to miss any of VEASAN's coverage. Huddle up and watch. Follow the money, Lombardi line, VEASAN final countdown, and Prime time, all live from Radio Row, happening right about now. For betting splits, expert picks, and big game props, head on over to VEASAN.com. That is at V-S-I-N dot com. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on V-SIM, Sports Betting Network. And, well, part of the reason why we're not out there on Radio Row is for those of you guys that know about Radio Row, typically when you try to do a show from midnight to three Eastern time, a little bit more difficult. They get those celebrity and athlete interviews. A lot of those people, they do have sleep schedules that they have to adhere to, but that is why we are very thankful to have our good friend Ryan Kramer. He does great work over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He, like myself, burning the midnight oil. Always do appreciate it, Ryan. Thank you so much.
4: There's nothing like hanging out in Media Row all day and then heading back to your hotel room to do a late-night spot when everyone else is sleeping,
1: huh? (laughs) Absolutely, and I know that you guys have a nice presence out there. You guys do absolutely tremendous work, and first things first, just with regards to the Super Bowl, because... There's been all the speculation ever since the matchup was set on Sunday. Has your opinion on the change changed a little bit ever since we have had all this information or has it remained relatively the same with regards to what you were thinking about the game about a week, week and a half ago to now?
4: You know, Honestly, I've been saying it the whole time. I really thought we were going to see the money start coming back in on Kansas City as we start getting the healthy injury news and the, oh, look, all the receivers are going to be participating in practice. And uh, so a little bit shocked to see that Philly is still laying the point and a half. Obviously, limits have been big for the better part of a week now. So this is probably what the number is going to look like. But I'm still in the camp where I think this should be a Kansas City laying a short number not catching a short number, so obviously I'm I'm still liking the position as Kansas City short dog.
1: Absolutely. I do think that it's so interesting to take a look at getting Patrick Mahomes as an underdog because, well, it's been pretty darn profitable every time you've been taking it recently, and when it comes to this Eagles team as well, I don't think enough has been made out of the fact that Jalen Hurts is still dealing with a little bit of injury of his own because I think a lot of people, they take a look at, The fact that the Eagles were able to get the job done very easily against the New York Giants along with the game against the San Francisco 49ers. But personally, I just can't have too many takeaways from either of those games, especially the game that we saw against the San Francisco 49ers just with all the injuries. And I do think that it is a circumstance where we need to see it from Jalen Hurts throwing it down the field a little bit more for me to buy in a bit more.
4: I keep joking on our show. uh, You know, there are questions that Jalen hurts still needs to answer in terms of him being a franchise quarterback in terms of making all the throws. The problem is he hasn't had to answer those questions because his team has been dominating. So uh, yeah, back to your point though. I do think it's interesting right now. It's almost like those same the Eagles camp that was saying hurts is back hurts is healthy is now almost admitting, yeah, hurts is still a little banged up, but we're fine, They're, they'll be fine. Meanwhile, it seems like Mahomes is the guy that we're less worried about the health concerns. So I I, I personally, like you said, I don't get it. I don't get the, the Eagles maintaining their, their hold on being the favorite. It's got to be public money. I'm seeing the, the splits start to separate a little bit further away from 50-50. And, and that has to be what's holding it there, because I'll tell you this, being out here in Arizona, a, you know, a lot of greetings go into the tune of Go Birds
1: yeah it's been so interesting to take a look at this super bowl as well in terms of the crowd that we might be getting out there and when it comes to more of the ancillary pieces as well i do think the one place where the eagles have a big giant leg up that is in terms of the skill position guys having a guy like an aj brown that is going to be very helpful travis kelsey no question about it, that's big for the chiefs but how much do you make out of the chiefs just receiving core being a little bit banged up going into this game We've seen good news on a lot of these guys, but I have to think that a lot of these guys that have been ruled now in the fold for the for the Kansas City Chiefs, they are certainly not going to be playing at 100%. Well,
4: it's concerning, especially you have a guy like Kadarius Tony who doesn't seem to be able to get on the field even when he is healthy. You have Juju who, you know, one, one hit could take him right back out of the game. So you're really looking at a concentrated core of MBS, Travis Kelsey, maybe Jerick McKinnon gets worked in there. And to me, that that just highlights that this is going to have to be an Andy Reid masterclass game. We're going to need to see that misdirection. Those, 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 uh, those fake tight end screens on the front side, only to throw it on the backside to Noah Gray. To me that like, even with all the receivers coming back, I think you still have to expect some of that misdirection. So, uh, you know, honestly, for me, I'd be looking to, to maybe play some of the other guys on the chiefs, because I do think Andy Reed is going to have to do so a little bit of trickery and hope that it can last the whole game against the Eagles.
1: I do think that trickery is something that you might be taking a look at in terms of trickery, because you just bring it up. Is that perhaps going to lead into a little bit of a prop bet or two that you might be able to take a look at? Because we know that, When it comes to like any other player other or I should probably phrase this a little bit differently more than two and a half players that throw a pass that's typically something that you're able to get plus money on just in terms of like perhaps different rushers guys that have very low rushing props things of this nature is that something that you might be able to zone in on a little bit more.
4: I'd say two two areas I'm going to zone in on this. One, I love Noah Gray to score a touchdown in this game. You can, you can find that anywhere from 350 to 4-1. to 1. Like I was saying earlier, I expect there to be some misdirection. Noah Gray is certainly going to be the other guy if all the focus is on Travis Kelsey. But the way I really like to play it, because I do think we could see some misdirection early, and we've seen it. Who do they go to when the when the injuries have cropped up? It's Sky Moore, a rookie. They haven't really been able to get him going in the passing game, but they have given him four reverses on the year. So the way I like to attack this is, God bless the time we live in, so many different props to bet on. Well, I'm going to bet on the race to 20 rushing yards, and I'm going to make a bet that Andy Reid comes out early with something to Sky Moore, and he is the first guy. He busts that reverse. He gets the 20 yards it's gonna pay you 200 to one if that happens to me that's the kind of stuff I want to take advantage of because I I do think it's like MVS over 38 and a half receiving yards just it seems too easy I think they're gonna have a, a a plan to maybe take him away maybe attack Travis Kelsey so again looking to do something different Skymore first to 20 rushing yards in the game 200 to one
1: I think that that's so interesting that you take a look at something like that because. I do know that there's quite a few people that when it comes to betting player props, they're taking a look at things to not happen rather than to happen. And I do think that it's with regards to props, a little bit of a, you want to go one way or the other. You want to be able to bank on things that are unlikely to happen because I bet on a kick to not hit the crossbar slash post. That was at 650. but you know what? I don't, I take a look at NFL games, and if you were to take a look at a team for the entirety of a year, like a team 17-game slate, I don't think that more than really one of those kicks typically hits a crossbar, so I think that you've got good value there. Meanwhile, I think that you're able to maximize things by taking a look at things that you're talking about, being able to take a look at these north of 20-1 to 1 shots. Things are very, very unlikely, but it sort of follows game script. It could be something that is a little bit more common than what the public gives it credit for. I think that when it comes to betting player props, you want to be avoiding for lack of that basketball term, the mid range and you either want to take the layup or the three.
4: Yeah. And I think you want to take advantage of that variance Cause like you said, it's, I mean, to your point that, that, I cannot believe they're offering a no on the hit the crossbar at such a low price. I mean, you do often see these gimmick props that they're gonna they're gonna lay a no on. Obviously, there's gonna be value on that side because no one's running to bet that. But in terms of the variance stuff, also shop it because there's so many different variations of the same props. Obviously, I'm not going a very obvious uh, principle, but for example, you can take Miles Sanders to lead the postseason in rushing yards at plus six hundred. Meanwhile, if you played Miles Sanders to go over 105 rushing yards, you get plus three ninety those are basically the same bets with the amount of yards he's going to need to rack up to pass Christian McCaffrey. So again, like look for the variance, but also just straight up shop because with, with the, the boom of sports betting, the one thing we've been given is even more variations and derivatives and these guys are not on top of it. So, and to your point, the last thing I'll say is I love going dipping the toe in the full blown kind of degenerate, like long shot stuff, because, In the Super Bowl like this, they are going to slip up and give you options. Another one that I really like is Jalen Hurts to end up with that same that same uh, that same rushing title in the postseason. It's a big game; it's a 167 yard game, but for 100 to one, that might be worth something.
1: That might be worth something. I do like where you're heading there, and I think that we've got to take a look at a little bit of a different market that might be a little bit underserved, but could provide value. As we're going to be joined by. Ryan Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast next here on The Great Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You're
4: experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
1: This Sunday is going to be the last Sunday of football. BetRivers Online Sportsbook is a place to be. You can win up to ten thousand dollars in bonus money instantly by playing in our exclusive BetRivers Squares this football season. Place ten dollars or more in qualifying bets, and you're able to get a square on those. If your numbers on the square match up with the final game of the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligibility bonus, and credit use. You apply full terms and conditions available at bedroversquares.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Banking Network. And always great to have Ryan Kramer aboard who does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And Ryan, I think that we've got to take a look at this because I know that you were talking about taking a look at things that are a little bit more exotic. Things are a little bit more off the beaten path. And this is something that I've never really dove into until right now. But, When it comes to the Super Bowl, you're able to find a lot more head-to-head matchups as well. So if you think that something is going to happen, if you think that there might be two correlated events like Jalen Hurts doesn't run the ball a lot for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and Patrick Mahomes does, things of that nature, you're able to bet on that. Is this sort of a market that you'd be willing to take a look at in terms of being able to get a little bit more exotic with the props?
4: I certainly think it's a, it's a fun way if you, um, uh, you know, I, I kind of look at it like this. If I, if I like the variability of putting a sliding scale of the opponent in there, then, then I'm going to go after it. And especially, you know, may, maybe I'm into the idea that Mahomes throws an interception or two and, and Hurts doesn't. Like, I, I, that, those are the areas, uh, head-to-head interception props, head-to-head touchdown props. Specifically in this game, I really love attacking the Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts passing touchdown props. Uh, I I think Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback, doing great things this year. Uh, I just don't see a world where he's matching Patrick Mahomes blow for blow. And you can play some of these adjusted lines, like minus a half, at a decent juice. And so to me, uh, I'm probably going to look to play that. We like to call it the ladder over on the Sports Gambling Podcast. But I might look to play that minus a half, minus one and a half, kind of pair it up. And, and almost, uh, you know, hoops. You're you're an old school uh, basketball guy, almost like those those heat bets back in the day, where you, you're basically getting uh, paid for each point it goes over the total. Those fire bets. So I, I think certainly uh, not only within the game itself, but also those cross-sport props, right? Like uh, especially if you are someone who knows college basketball, NBA a little sharper, and and you can see those. Those advantages, because the, the the beauty of the cross sport stuff too is you might have a day or two to buy your way out of it, hedge out, shop to find a price, build an arbitrage or a middle. So, yeah, I I, I play some head to head stuff. It's not my forte, but when I do play it, I'm generally looking to play multiple variations of the same thing in an escalating fashion.
1: I think that that's a good way to be able to take a look at this as well, and just in terms of the game itself. Are you going to be looking at more over slash unders in this game? Because I personally take a look at this game and I am on the under of 51. I do think that with both of these quarterbacks being a little bit banged up with some of the Chiefs skill set guys being a little bit injured. And the fact that the Chiefs really didn't run the ball a lot, despite the fact that Patrick Mahomes obviously had that high ankle sprain going into their previous game and he's still going through it right now. That leads me to the under in this spot. And when it's all said and done, I'm going to end up on a bunch of these player props under. I'm not sure where you stand, but I do think that it's going to be very profitable if you're looking to go a little bit more contrarian and you're looking to fade a lot of the public that is going to be betting on these overs.
4: I certainly am not the kind of guy that looks to bet the primetime star overs when it comes to the A.J. Browns of the world, the Travis Kelseys of the world. If you're, if I, you're catching me taking an over on something, it's going to be like a, a, a rushing attempts for this game. Love Miles Sanders to get that because as you said, I do think this might be, this is leaning towards an under. We, we stimulated this on Madden earlier in the week and it came out to a 21-17 Eagles victory. And while that's not obviously representative of the game itself, I do think both teams could lean into that running game, could do a lot of uh, things, short passes, et cetera, that keep the clock running. And so while I do like under when it comes to point scoring, I do like some overs in the areas of rushing attempts, rushing yards for some key players, especially like Kenny Gainwell taking an over on a rushing yards of 18 and a half for a guy, Who that's a projection of five to six carries, maybe when he's been seeing double that. And I understand that some of that has been Miles Sanders resting, but point being said, that yeah, I think in an under in an under version of the game you can still find yourself taking some overs. That being said, you know, it's easier to bet something not to happen, right? It's easier for some, to bet under Travis Kelsey, seven and a half receptions just because it's such a public take and it's so many catches and it's obviously going to be the key of the defense. So if I'm taking overs, it's it's going to be low totals. I did see uh, one, one shout, shout out to Boston Scott, New York giant killer. That That's the kind of over I might take eight and a half rushing yards. Uh, I might take a stab at that. I like taking those contrarian low totals.
1: I do think that taking a look at a lot of the guys that are a little bit off the beaten path, whether that is an over or an under is a good way of being able to take a look at things as well because to your point, with a lot of the mainstream guys, I don't really want too many overs because they are going to be hiked up. Books know that there's going to be a lot of action on them. Like I personally took an over on Kenneth Gainwell being able to get over 19 and yards. I thought that that was relatively solid value. He's been able to get over that rushing prop quite a bit and he's a guy that in terms of games that they have not been decided quite yet he has been able to still see quite a few rushes so that is one that I was able to invest in as well and when it comes to Kansas City Chiefs how do you gauge some of their players props as well because I did mention it I was a little bit surprised that they didn't run the ball a little bit more with Patrick Mahomes in that AFC title game and I think that they're going to be able to do a little bit more of that here, but I do have my trepidations with it as well, because it feels like the Chiefs are sort of that team that they're so stubborn. They're always going to utilize Patrick Mahomes rightfully. So with regards to his arm, and they really, even when he's banged up, they're still going to ride with Patrick Mahomes regardless, which I was a little bit surprised that they didn't run the ball a little bit more in that game.
4: Does seem like they could lean into that. I mean, it's always, it's been kind of the when the Eagles' defense has shown weakness, it's been against the run. Isaiah Pacheco has fun, been a fun toy uh, the last couple of rounds. I do wonder if Andy Reid has been saving Jerick McKinnon to deploy him in this in this fashion. But to your point on Patrick Mahomes and the legs, I, I'm actually I'm not running to take a, his over on the rushing attempts or rushing yards. But I am intrigued at his longest rush attempt over nine and a half yards. I do, I do think there could be an opportunity in the game where this Eagles defense drops back and Mahomes just has to get it done. And even with his gimpy ankle, we saw a propensity for him to still want to go make that play. So, if I was going to take a stab anywhere when it came to the Mahomes leg angle, I would take it over on his longest rush. As far as everything else, I, I think. I, I would be very, very uh, weary on taking his total uh, for rushing yards, being up over 20 yards. Uh, that being said, I would I would easily pivot over to a guy like Jarek McKinnon, who isn't supposed to get as much work and maybe look to play some of his alt overs, like we discussed earlier, get a little bit more variance in there. I know you can take something like 50 rushing yards for McKinnon at four to one. Now, like that's that, That's, again, the kind of thing that I might try to do to escalate it to a point where, hey, you know, he's a guy they've worked in before, especially in post season. And if he can get a little bit more of that workload, we're right there. And at a four to one, I mean, we're talking about a 12 point dog on a, on a Sunday who
1: I always like being able to get a little bit of a dog myself. So I am very much in on that. And we've got about two minutes remaining. Are there any other props that you've taken a look at? Because I know that we've talked a little bit more about the exotic props. Is there anything that's a little bit more mainstream, they have taken a look at and or have you taken a look a little bit more at the total itself, just in terms of the raw side and the raw total?
4: Yeah, as far as the raw total, I'm definitely leaning under. I think, I think 51 is probably a good number, but boy, it just seems like there's so many versions in this game where the clock runs and runs and runs and runs. and, And it's just hard for them to get to that over as far as some big, like some props that I'm looking at flat out side bets in terms of amount for me. It's Jalen Hurts' anytime touchdown thing. It's just every, every week, no matter what happens. Miles Sanders has a couple rushing touchdowns. doesn't matter. Jalen Hurts runs one into the end zone. So I'm absolutely going to smash that, especially with it's still sitting at plus odds in a lot of places. And on the other side of the ball, something that's been equally as profitable, this Frank Clark postseason sack prop. I mean, once again, we're being offered Frank Clark to get a sack at plus 125. Another uh, – healthy investment coming from me here as it continues to cash.
1: Absolutely. And we always want to invest time in you, Ryan, because you do absolutely tremendous work over at the sports (laughs) gambling podcast network. I know you guys are doing a great job covering the super bowl and so much more. I always do appreciate your time. Thank you so much.
4: Appreciate it. Hoops. Best of luck this Sunday.
1: You too. As Ryan Kramer does tremendous work over there at the sports gambling podcast network and, going to be so interesting to take a look at the Super Bowl from so many different ways. And something that Ryan brought up that I thought was so interesting is taking a look at exotic props. And I do think that it is very true. Taking sort of that basketball approach, take your layups and your threes, avoiding sort of the mid-range jumpers with regards to props, I think is a good way to go about things. And speaking of basketball, we've got some quality college basketball that is on tap for Wednesday, including some out there in the Big 12. Let's take a look at the Big 12 next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at pet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800 gambler
2: the best conversations i have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking when we're not 100 percent sure yet what to write
4: hopefully having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor.
2: And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu.
4: Follow Impromptu
2: now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools.
3: We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all?
4: I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and
0: everybody in are playing Kobe to win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that,
3: ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella, point game. I remember you came out from crying, <laughs> crying tears, I mean, he was in a culture shock, and then
2: he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OJ, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? he didn't need it? <laughs>
1: If you're looking for a betting edge on football's biggest game, the VEASAN Experts heavy cover. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN Showers and guests Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving on every single game. Keep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides on all the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit slash subscribe today and sign up for just $99.99 and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. That is at slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It was great to be able to get some prop top it, prop talk in with our good friend Ryan Kramer, who does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And there's going to be a lot of money to be made on the Super Bowl. And there's so many different ways that you are able to take a look at it. I know that he's taking a look at a lot of exotic props. So it was great to be able to get that insight. And now and you've got to try to make you guys some money for Wednesday because the Super Bowl is all well and good. There's a lot of opportunities there. The one problem with the Super Bowl is that it's not going to be played on Wednesday. It's going to be played on Sunday. So there's no money to be made on it as of right now, but there is some money to be made out in the Big 12, and it's going to be some interesting Big 12 games, and this one stands out to me. 737, 738 on the betting board. You've got Oklahoma, and they're going to be on the road facing off against Baylor. Baylor is between a 9.5 to a 10-point favorite. So long this game is anywhere between 140.5, and was seeing this open up at a 141.5, Seems to have dried up. It seems to be more like a 140 and a half right now. I still do like this total under, though. I set my total at a 137 and a half. We got a Oklahoma team that ranks about 300th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. And Baylor in conference, especially in the last, we're going to call it seven games, they have throttled down by a pace of about four to five possessions per game. So Baylor playing a little bit slower. And now they do have Jonathan John back at Fold as full. Well, a guy that... When he's been out there on the court the last few years, has been able to give you about five to six rebounds per game. That does help them out because they were really relying upon Flo Thomba and Jalen Bridges for all their rebounding. So being able to get him back, I do think that that's going to be beneficial. But I can only set my line at 7.5. I do think that Grant Shearfield is going to do a good job of being able to keep this Oklahoma team lively and in the game. Shoots over 40% from three-point range. Has been able to supply about 13 points per game, four assists, per contest and then on top of that you've got the Groves brothers and Jacob and Tanner Groves you've got Jacob who's a little bit more of the three-point shooter six foot eight six foot nine a little bit of a combo player for this team and then you've been able to have Tanner Groves be able to give you about six rebounds per game they combined for about 19 points between the two of them Jalen Hill does a solid job being able to give you in that neighborhood about six rebounds per game as well and then on the flip side for Baylor you've been able to have the trio of Keontae George, Adam Flagler, thrown there as well. Someone else that's able to give you about 14 points per game, and LJ Cryer. These three guys combine for about 42 points per contest. Flagler is able to give you five assists, shoots north of 40% from three points. George has been a very well rounded and solid guy as well, being able to chip in there a few assists, a few rebounds. I do like his overall game, but with Baylor, I do think that it's going to be a little bit tough for them to be able to win by margin. You take a look at their last five games and they've only had one win, really. That was by double figures. I do think that Oklahoma, a team that is coming off of getting completely curb stomped in that game against West Virginia over the weekend, it was less than savory. They're going to be able to come out, have a little bit of better offensive effort. It's an Oklahoma team that ranks right around 100th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. Baylor has been able to ramp up their defense and they're giving up more than 12 points, fewer for runner possessions when they are at home rather than on the road. So I do think that you've got some good value here with the under. That is where I'm going to be looking on this game along with that did set Baylor as just a seven and a half point favorite. So getting between nine and a half and 10, going to be willing to take the points to go along with this total under when it comes to the big 12 as well. Certainly do have a lot of teams of intrigue out there every single one of these games. It just feels like it's an almighty war. And with Iowa State, Versus West Virginia, this is a game that I do think that it's very interesting because we've been seeing a lot of success that has been had for these teams that they are unranked and they are playing those to the ranked team. And then you have the ranked team be the, or the unranked team be the favorite and the unranked team has been able to pull it off time and time again. And with West Virginia right now, we're finding them in most spots right around a three to a three and a half point favorite. Total on this game is 135 and I do think that this is just a fascinating spot because I did set West Virginia as a three-point favorite myself. We're seeing this go up to three and a half in a lot of spots. And at a three and a half, it is my buy point on West Virginia. West Virginia has been able to do a solid job on offense. You've got Eric Stevenson coming off of North of 30 points in his previous game against Oklahoma, but West Virginia leaves a little bit of something to be desired on defense. 88th in the country turns points a lot on a per possession basis. Now a little bit of this, is a warped statistic in that Caleb Grill was missing in a lot of the team's road slash neutral court games. I do think that he is a very integral part of Iowa State, but got an Iowa State team that they allow north of 22 points more per one arm possessions when they're on road slash neutral court environment rather than when they are at home. And that's big because it's an Iowa State team that's eighth in the country, turns the points a lot on a per possession basis, they're actually the number one team in the country in terms of turnovers us on a per-possession basis. They force a turnover on north of 28% of games. Grill, or er, 28% of possessions. Grill has been able to do a solid job. He's been able to give you about a C.O. and a half per game, chips in their double figures. She's just a 40% from three-point range. And then J. Ron Holmes coupled with Gabe Kelsher. Both of these guys have been rock solid, being able to give you a combined about 26 to 27 points per game, doling out the ball, chipping in their C.O. per game, Tavon Lipsby, he been able to do a solid job as well. And for Iowa State, you don't have anyone that's really able to give you north of six rebounds per game. Oshun Oshuni is better than these stats would indicate. Someone that down low for Iowa State has only been able to give you about four rebounds per game, down from what he was able to do while he was over at St. Bonaventure a season ago. But certainly has been able to have a big impact with the team. If you take a look at him on the court versus off the court, he has been a nice-time contributor. For this team but I, what i do think is very important is that on the flip side for west virginia where you really don't have that guy that gives you north of six rebounds per game Jimmy Bell jr has been able to give you five and a half rebounds per game you've got trey mitchell who's been able to do a solid job being able to give you 12 points five and a half rebounds at six foot nine he's able to shoot in the high 30s from three-point range but not a guy that is necessarily going to be a dominator down low himself so I do think that that bodes very well for this bunch. I do think that Iowa State, as a result, is going to be able to hold in there. And if you take a look at teams against the spread that are ranked going on the road against the unranked team, the unranked team is covering north of 66% of these games. But one of the teams that was able to buck that trend a little bit earlier this year, Iowa State, when they went on the road, they took down Oklahoma outright as an underdog and, I do think that this is an Iowa State team that's a little bit more bulletproof with that regard because they have been so good with their defense. I do think that their metrics on the road slash in a neutral court environment, they are thrown off by those games that Caleb Grill missed a little bit. They've also got Anje Kunich, who is coming back in the fold as well. He's a little bit of a six foot eight combo player. It will pop some threes. It will give you a little bit more down low as well. So I would say getting fully healthy going up against the West Virginia team that I've got my question marks with them when it comes to just being able to match up down low as well. And with them, they are a bunch that, they commit about 12 turnovers a game, relatively rock solid on defense, leave a little bit of something to be desired on defense. And I do think that Iowa State is going to be able to do a good job of being able to enforce their defensive prowess. So I did set my total at 132 diving under, said Iowa State as a three-pointer underdog. So being able to get north of three, I'm going to be willing to take the points with the Cyclones to go along with the total under. And then also out there, In the Big 12, you've got the Oklahoma State Cowboys who are going to be playing us to Texas Tech. This is 719-720 on the board. Oklahoma State between a a 5.5 to a 6-point favorite. Total on this game is between 134.5 and 135. This was an opener of 5, and for Oklahoma State, 5.5 is really the max I'm going to be willing to lay with them, but I am willing to lay a a 5.5 with Oklahoma State. Been incredibly impressed by this defense. Top 15 in the country in terms of points allowed. On a per possession basis going up against the texas tech team that even with the difficulties that they've had in big 12 play they're still right around 75th in this nature now avery anderson is dealing with a little bit of an injury for oklahoma state it's going to be interesting to see whether or not he plays in this game but you saw someone like it john michael wright who comes in from high point he has been a high point for the team. give you 10 and a half point shoots in the mid 30s for three-point range and then Musa as he say who has been dealing with a little bit of an injury. He's back to full force, double figures in each of the last two games, going up against the Texas Tech team that has been dealing with that injury to Pop Isaacs. They've been also having Fardas Amek. just be out of the fold in general. you got to assume that he is out until further notice. So, a circumstance where I'm willing to lay up to 5.5 with Oklahoma State, semi-total 134. So. I'm also going to be taking a look at the subtle under, and what we're taking a look at is our pro tip for our number two, Vista.com slash subscribe. You're able to search these by show and by sport. If you have a game script in mind for the Super Bowl, and if you're looking to maximize on some of your player props, do not rule out the head-to-head player prop sort of market. It can be a way for you to be able to bet on specifically what you think is going to happen in the game. And coming up next, we take a look at some SEC college basketball. Here on the Greg Peterson Experience, I'm v the Sports Bank Number.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.